Hello everybody, hoping you're all well. My name's Matthew Egan, I'm the Editorial Director of Innovatus Media. Thanks for joining us once again for the Strategy Next podcast, and the first podcast for 2019, which is very exciting. I was very fortunate enough to uh, interview Sam Hunt as the first cab off the rank for 2019. Sam is the director for APAC for GitHub. So GitHub is one of the world's leading software development platforms. Actually, it's the world's leading software development platforms. And as I'm sure you might appreciate, the digital economy is, is really underwritten by the work that, that gets done by the developer community and a community that's definitely growing, as, as, as I'm sure that you'll hear about. One of the interesting things is kind of the nuance of how developers work and, and the way in which they, they look to leverage off open source and collaboration and, and uh, work, work together and a, a little bit sort of against how a traditional enterprise would work. So that's one of the key things which we talked uh, about with Sam. So I do hope you enjoy it and uh, enjoy the listen. Sam Hunt, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Matt. Just to start off with, we're, we're going to have a look at a couple of different themes today, um, but you head up GitHub in the region. Do you want to just go through your role um, and a little bit about GitHub, about what it is and uh, its role in the digital economy? Sure. Yeah, so I, I run the APAC region for GitHub. I work with organisations, with community, with developers, with education, um, with a team on bringing GitHub to the APAC market. Um, both on the open source collaboration and as a commercial use product. Uh, GitHub is effectively the largest uh, developer collaboration and code management platform in the world, and it's a platform that is used both for commercial and open source collaboration. So explain the developer community for me. So if you look at the developer community on GitHub right now, we have over 33 million monthly active users on github.com engaging, collaborating, developing and innovating on over 100 million code projects. Think about that at scale. Your business, that, that, is, that is something that your business can take advantage of and does take advantage of because of the open source. From an APAC perspective, if you think about the scale, uh, we, have, we have two of the three largest developer communities and growing developer communities on Earth. In China alone... There's a million computer science graduates a year. That's a million computer yeah. science graduates. America's like 50,000 computer science grads a year. So think about where the developers are going to be. APAC needs to be a hub for innovation moving into the 21st century. I think if, uh, if, I mean, obviously there are drives for why there are so many developers. We have three quarters of the world's population. But we also have a desire to, to innovate for opportunity and digital allows innovation with no boundaries. The world's your market. You deliver online. It's you, every organisation innovating in APAC right now is now a global company because your market could be anywhere in the world. Let's talk about that. So when, whenever I talk to people like yourself and, and I've been exposed to GitHub, I'm overwhelmed at sort of how much the developer community underwrites a lot of this front-end innovation that businesses talk about and market and things like that. I, I generally don't think the C-suite really understands or fathoms the developer community. Can you give us a bit of a skyscrape on, like, how many developers are there in the world and, like, where, where it's going? Sure. Yeah, I mean, we have over 33 million developers on github.com. That's, that's 33 million developers collaborating on projects, both commercial or otherwise, or open source, 
on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Now, there was, a, I think, a, there was a report that came out, I think it was last year, and um, that's on a monthly basis, by the way. Wow. Um, this report said that there were 17 million developers in the world. So what is a developer? Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, there will come a time in the next 10 years where you just know how to write code. It's yeah. like you know how to write English when you go to school. You learn a language, you learn code. Now, that doesn't make you a developer, but maybe that makes you a contributor to something. You can't contribute to something you can't see. Obviously, a lot of developers know about GitHub. It's definitely sort of becoming more of a more in commonplace within the enterprise. But do you want to explain why developers, I guess, are so important um, to the foundations of, of digital the digital economy and, and and the enterprise as a whole? Yeah, well, I think if you if you look at that statement, the digital economy, um, the digital is driven by code. Developers and the way that they work together to manufacture and innovate code and collaborate on projects is really going to drive what the digital economy is for the 21st century. Coding itself and collaboration really relies on on sort of open source networks and open source technology. It's kind of like a, a new idea I guess, to the enterprise when looking at it. What, what's GitHub's perspective on open source and, I guess, the role that, that organisations, um, that it has within organisations? Open source at a global level and the way it's collaborated over the last dozen years has successfully shown that this is the best way to innovate, be open, be collaborative, share, and you can do it at speed. Uh, most organisations do, and possibly some people don't realise, that they are leveraging on a day-to-day basis open source projects to deliver core value in their business. So when I look at that and I look at what open source means to them without them knowing, take those same practices. You, you, you take the culture of open source into your business to deliver what is potentially proprietary, but you always have leverage of open source projects that are available to you because there's no point reinventing the wheel. These things have been done well with eyes at scale and are continually checked and used by a global industry that's growing. Why would you not leverage that? You touched upon culture there, and it's a pretty interesting one. Um, That culture of collaboration and open source, do you think that comes naturally to a developer? I think it comes naturally to a developer when they're not thinking about it. When it's their passion project, when they're looking at um, getting eyes on things that they need, I think there is still concerns or developers still have concerns or frustrations with organisations that still run silos. Yeah. They want to break out of that. And mm-hmm. I guess the the traditional way of looking at commercial business and code was closed. It's a, it's a room in the dark with a team and you silo everything out. Um, the problem with that is no one can see it. You don't know the assets that you have in your business. So the way that they used to do things was everything was closed to begin with and you opened it on request. The way you approach open source and a better collaborative future for innovation is you open everything and you close things on request. And what you soon find out is actually there's a whole bunch of stuff that you really should be sharing and the minute you do, the value from the team around you that haven't had eyes on that is immediate. It seems to be like a little bit of tension when you sort of explain that narrative about, you know, developers using open source and the, cl- the powers of collaboration mm-hmm. and I guess just the traditional structure of the enterprise. Um, but then as we sort of looked at, you know, these developers are, and, and this mindset's becoming so important 
to like building a digital business. Yeah. You know, how do you overcome that tension within the business of like the risk of not collaborating versus, you know, well, not the risk of not collaborating, the risk of not taking advantage of that? Yeah, it, it's a tough one. It's the, it's the one that every organisation that I see in APAC that, that is at scale is struggling with. Yeah. You have to start with a cultural shift. And here's the thing. You'll have teams in your organisation that are very traditional and very legacy, and you'll have teams in your organisation that are coming out of a much faster development life cycle. Your digital presence is, is often one of those things. Those teams are starting to have to work together because the importance of digital, we talk about this all the time. Every organisation in the world is a software company or an innovation company. It doesn't matter what your industry is. You're likely in some way, shape or form driving your business forward with digital input. So the, the, the cultural change to make sure you can harness that is getting those two, you know, and they're two ends of the spectrum and bringing them together and working and seeing value in that. And it's amazing how quickly people see value that didn't see it before. Um, I, I feel like a lot of legacy developers or legacy products that are still being developed people feel somewhat sometimes redundant or if that goes away they're redundant they actually want opportunity to extend out they yeah, want, yeah. and the mind of a developer is not just about what code they can write it's how they think yeah that's that's a, a really important focus point for any organization wanting to make change get that cultural dynamic happening find your champions and drive them as leaders in your business to, to make that change and you will succeed. Um, Sam, so traditionally developers um, have kind of developed a reputation of working in sort of a siloed manner and, and really see GitHub as a great tool but typically theirs. Uh, what are some of the benefits of, of scaling, um, you know, GitHub as, as, as a product to an enterprise? Yeah, so I think the developer themselves are siloed because of the business if you look at developers, they're normally hired in for a project or a need and they're very specific. It's either a language or it's it's some sort of uh, digital delivery, but that developer isn't walking out not a developer at the end of the day mm. and they're all going away and collaborating on other things. Think about their, the projects that they do outside of work, either for love, passion, friends, desire, startups, they're all things that potentially could be valuable to an organisation. So if that developer stays siloed in your organisation, how will you ever know what they can genuinely contribute to your business and your needs? And that's where things like GitHub really open up, mm. tapping into great resources that I don't think want to be siloed. They just traditionally have been siloed by the way that we actually bring them in for work. Sam, you talked about sort of the idea of a happy developer and really nurturing um, this skill set within your business. What are the real benefits of that? And, and what are the benefits of then the enterprise going on that journey of, of, um, uh, of, of what these uh, executives can bring to their organisation? Sure. Uh, think of it, I guess, from the developer's point of view. They're working at home or with friends on the tools they want to use. They find them great. They find them easy. They're using them, those same tools, and I'm talking about github.com for open source research that are potentially for their, for their projects internally. But they come to work and they're using a tool that they don't like or that's complicated or that doesn't give them the freedom or ability to have tight collaboration with what's within their organisation. That's a problem. Imagine, imagine in the 21st century 
hiring a builder and giving him a hammer and nails to build a house. He's not going to build for you for very long because you've given him the wrong tools. Uh, him or her, I should say. Apologise for that. Um, a developer's no different. If the tools you provide them are inferior to the ones that they like to use, you're not going to retain that talent because everybody else is after it. And you want consistency and growth within your developers. Your developers, as they get, as they deliver, they know your business more and more. They can apply their innovation to what's going to drive your go-to-market, how you engage with your customers. So I think the, the outcome here that you're looking for is is an environment that's going to have your developers want to be there. But not only that, it's going to have your developers want to bring people that they like to work with to your business. You almost become a talent recruitment agency within your developer community. This is all really, really cool. And, like, you know, it represents, like, new business and and, uh, new collaboration. And I think it also touches upon, like, you know, the new executives out there. Um, but just to put, like, I guess the devil's advocate hat on, mm-hmm. if I'm a line of business leader, say, working in banking and financial services, mm-hmm. my whole life's been geared towards competing with, like, everyone around me and everyone outside of the business. So the idea of sort of, like, quasi-collaborating with, with, you know, a, a larger market or a larger field by this way mm. um, is very, very foreign. How does GitHub sort of, you know, and, and ha- how does GitHub approach this challenge by way of sort of, you know, security, compliance, IP and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, it's about using GitHub and other tools to set the rails. So business, security, audibility, they want control. Developers want choice. They want chaos, mm. right? So set the rails on both sides and find the happy ground and let everybody work in the way that they want to. And that's really important. And I think that's where tools like it, it's not just GitHub, I should say. There are other tools that are part of this life cycle that will help nurture this sort of cultural change. And that's really the key. When, when a business or a particularly a compliance person first finds out about this desire to be more open, their immediate concern is security. Second is auditability. Um, we can address that. You can provide openness with some control, and that's the key. Find that balance and you can innovate at speed, your developers are happy, and you have business controls to ensure that you are compliant. Let's face it, finance in Australia all yield to the APRA requirements. So there is plenty of desire and opportunity for for, for verticals like that to actually have cross-bank collaboration. It's better for them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a really good point. You've mentioned culture change. It's quite interesting because it's almost like the technology is becoming redundant and, it, and it's kind of a mentality and an approach to business. Um, obviously, with change in enterprise, there are people that are, are run by fear of, of losing their jobs or, or not being able to evolve. How do you kick down the door culturally? How should somebody approach that? that might not be in such an innovative company like GitHub? First of all, organisations are at a point where it's not should we. They have to. No one is going to be able to compete at speed with the digital market if they don't change, and Mm -hmm. that change needs to happen sooner rather than later. Uh, I mean, even if you look at some interesting stats around uh, the year 2000, Fortune 500s, half of them are now gone. Yeah. And they're gone, replaced by people that innovated and disrupted at pace and faster. You know, companies like like um, Netflix or, or Twitter, these are all new things. They didn't exist back then. And mm. they've replaced those Watcher 500s. 
So it's a survival thing. It's it's got to be a survival thing. You you wouldn't you wouldn't have a bank in Australia going, should we do Australian currency, uh, or should we just do Singapore dollars because it's cheap? Because it makes no sense. They've, you've got to be yeah. relevant to how you're gonna how you're gonna um, uh, compete and deliver product in your market. You mentioned um, champion. What do you think works? Do you think big bang approach to 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 trying to drive a culture, or or do you do you treat it as a skunk work and kind of build it out? I think you've got to seed it, and it's iterative, and you have that's that's where the champions come into play. We work really closely with organisations, both directly and with our partners, on on constant workshop changing of culture, and I think it's the most successful way. You can stage everything. Um, it doesn't mean you need to do it slowly, but it, what it means is you get the right people in the right mindset and time to absorb and realise value. The big bang, you get immediate, uh, you get you get immediate pushback from certain areas, yeah, and that just becomes a, 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 an overhead, a noise in the back of what you're trying to achieve. If you find your champions and you find your opportunities to immediate value. And then you use that as examples and you open that up and you start to make things collaborative to people that aren't part of that. They'll see value. You'll find another champion. You find another opportunity. What we see is it's a, it's a, you know, it's potentially a 12 to 18 month exercise to genuinely get that change at the point where it's going to start to absorb your entire business. That's not saying 12 to 18 months and you're done. But once you do that, the shift is is great and you have really happy environments. Let's face it, developers are uh, they're like gold. You know, these, these people that are, I mean, I love going to meetings with developers because it's just the, the amount of intelligence in those rooms about yeah. what they can do. Um, you're gonna, that's going to be your competitive issue. If you're not keeping your developers happy with the way that they want to work. Somebody else is going to offer them that opportunity and they're going to go. And you don't want to do that. It's interesting talking about STEM and collaboration and open source. A key element to um, collaboration is diversity and thought. How important is diversity when you're looking at the developer community and IT in general? Yeah, so diversity and inclusion in particular um, in in the 21st century and in innovation is really important. It's extremely important to GitHub. And as part of that tie-in, if you look at STEM, it's really important in that as well. If you look at uh, there's, there's stereotypes that start to, to come in to, to learning, say in high school, you have female students that might be going down a more social tangent um, and there's already a stereotype of developers and code being a bit of a boys club. That's a problem. It's a problem I believe we can fix by introducing it earlier and getting the interest happening when there are no stereotypes. When you're friends, it's, it's, it's a boy, it's a girl, it doesn't matter. So that's really important. The other thing to think about that from a STEM perspective is STEM has the opportunity to reach people that don't currently have access because of the collaboration. Yeah. So think about a remote school where there's a, a young boy or a girl, maybe an Indigenous boy or a girl, they have great thoughts. What they don't have is access to tool and people that can maybe share with them. Having some sort of STEM project that can collaborate on something like GitHub immediately gives them access to people that are maybe like-minded but have, have some, some potential more experience about how they've applied uh, technology or innovation to do something. That's just so powerful. You couldn't do that before. If you think back to the old days where you had remote schooling, and they used to do it over a, you know, over a, a, um, 
an AM radio and that's how they would do it. Well, that day's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, we, it's so much more accessible now for us to make it available to anybody that is genuinely an innovator. I see kids all the time that have just just insane minds about how they think about things. And I, I still believe this. And I actually, I, I met with a bank in Melbourne yesterday and I had I had lunch with two of our contacts there and we were talking about, we we're actually talking about how they can do more. They genuinely want to do more in their communities. And we got we were talking about kids and development and code. And I made a statement that was pretty bold, but I'm pretty sure it's probably accurate now even. There's going to be 9, 10, 11-year-olds that are actually shipping commercial code in the next 10 years. You, you probably have bought an app from, from the Apple store or the Android store that's been written by a kid. And that's going to be more and more apparent and more and more relevant to businesses as well. So you, we really need to make sure we make what is what is the tools that are driving and the, and the approach that are driving our innovation industries to the next generation. That's great. Um, I guess just to finish off, why don't you give us a bit of a skyscraper? What, what, what will GitHub look like in sort of, you know, two to three years' time? What, what are the plans for, um, for the marketplace from GitHub's perspective? Well, I think we want to make a great place for developers to innovate. That's the key. We'll probably still look like the cat with octopus legs. <laughs> but, um, but our goals are really around supporting developers and communities to do great things. That's key. If we can continue down that track, we will help the world transform at a digital level at probably at a speed that we've never seen before in our lives. Sam, thanks so much for joining us. 